get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. It's time to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We are happy to be joined by our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how you doing today, my friend? Doing, doing well. Did you say superstar defenseman? Usually you say former. I think you slipped in a superstar there. Yeah, you know, I do it every once in a while. I feel like it, he deserves it, you know? He's just recognizing the truth, JR. Come on now. Don't be a hater. <laughs> Hey, I watched BK. I watched that uh, Winter Classic alumni game, and Rivs had like two or three good plays. And and I went up to him at his locker stall afterwards, and I said, "Man, who was wearing your sweater out there?" And he said, "Come on, man, I can play. I can play." And they I, finally let me off the bench. See what happens. <laughs> From what I've been told, he was uh, once upon a time a pretty darn good player, Jr. So uh, I'll give him his his due credit for what he was as a player. I, I'm willing to do that. Well, the hair was tops in the league. I, I'll give him that. Yeah, you're right. If nothing else, at least I had that going for me. And now that's gone, too. <laughs> All right, JR. So speaking of hair, when the playoffs come around, I'm expecting some pretty awesome playoff beards from the Blues, considering they've had a three-month head start on this stuff. Uh, how close are we to realistically being able to watch hockey again? Yeah, it's funny that our transition here is hair, because <laughs> that was uh, the story that I wanted to tell you is how close are we to hockey? Well, I had uh, Craig Berube, the Blues coach, on the podcast the other day. We went Blues, and you know, you go into those things, you don't know where he's going to be. He could still be at home in Philadelphia. He could be in St. Louis already, as far as you know. But he calls up, and you could kind of hear uh, a car in the background, and we said, uh, hey, Chief, where are you at? And he said, oh, I'm driving from uh, Philadelphia to St. Louis. I'm coming into town uh, today. And I-, I looked it up. It's about, I think, a 14-hour drive or so from Philadelphia. And he said uh, he's got the window down, the rock and roll blaring and the hair flowing. And he said that he hadn't had a haircut in a long time. I wish we could have had this on video. It'd be great to see Chief with the hair just rocking in the wind there. I'll on tell the you way what, from Philadelphia. He used to have a great haircut too. He had the uh, he had the hockey mullet going. <laughs> he had uh, you know, business in the front, party in the back. Chief had the hair going. Uh, oh, my I, gosh. I've never seen oh this. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And now Chief, Chief uh, like some of us, has gotten a little thin <laughs> on the top. So he's probably looking more like Hulk Hogan right now with a bit of a skullet going. <laughs> he is. He is. So you asked me the question, how uh, how soon are we going to see hockey? There's your answer. Craig Berube is headed to town. So that must mean we're getting pretty close. Yeah, JR. I know, uh, you know, last week we talked about how the Blues have been relatively quiet as far as their training regimen and getting back on the ice. They're kind of not dragging 
dragging their feet, but just being cautious. Uh, I know that there's guys now that are back on the ice. They're getting back after it. Have you heard anything about, you know, how close they are to getting back to Centene and starting to do some of these team workouts? Yeah, June 22nd is the date, uh, and that was as of a few days ago, so if that's changed, then pardon me. But uh, June 22nd is the day that uh, they've kind of been targeting in terms of starting up those uh, small group uh, workouts. And we all know uh, the league announced recently that uh, July 10th is that training camp date. So right there gives you, what, 18, 19 days of small groups uh, prior to the start of training camp. So we'll start to see some guys trickle into town. I think the league has even kind of advised some guys, hey, you better get uh, that moving now uh, if you're in Europe or, or elsewhere to, to get back to the states and and uh, be ready for training camp so we are going to see uh the blues come back to town soon the one thing we won't see is probably video of that because uh we're likely not to be allowed in the practice facility the interviews will probably be uh via zoom and uh, we'll get our reports uh, that way at least initially but at least uh we know that the blues will have a puck they will have their their uh, skates on the ice and, and they will have their sticks and, and ready to go here soon okay so you, you talked about the guys coming back to town from, you know, overseas, from Canada, from wherever they're coming. If they're not, you know, born in the United States or U.S. citizens, there was a topic that came up recently about some of their visas could potentially run into some problems because their visas expire at the end of June. And I know as a contracted player over the years, that's always when, you know, the work visa would expire was in June. Your contract's over, your visa's over. Do we anticipate any problems with that moving forward? Yeah, a couple of things because of just the uniqueness of the way this is all unfolded and the fact that they're restarting the season here in, in, in June, July, August, uh, is that contracts typically end the end of June. So you're talking about an Alex Petrangelo contract. You're talking about uh, other pending unrestricted free agents. And then also you have another issue with the visas. The uh, the European players and, and the players who live elsewhere, uh, they have work visas, and, and those end at the end of their contract. So you're talking, like I said, a second ago, uh, late June. Uh, I have talked to a few people about that, and then also we had a story at The Athletic about that, Riv, and it seems like the government uh, in all these countries are working with the players to uh, to modify those visas to allow them to continue uh, to play and, and resume the season. Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. JR, I know as we've talked in the past, there's been a pretty major hurdle that still needs to be cleared with the players actually voting on what the plan is officially going to be, right? There's still another vote that needs to take place. Is, is there any update on that? Where are we with the protocols and all of that, that still needs to potentially be voted upon? Yeah, no real update on on a vote about uh, just how a bubble would look. And and so that's got to be coming soon, we all know, because you're going to have camp and you're not going to start camp and then all of a sudden find out that the players are going to vote down, you know, the uh, specifics of, of the bubble. Uh, but right now it seems what they're tackling are the hub cities, and obviously they have to get those accommodations ready. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the latest report, but uh, it looks like it'll be Vegas for sure. And then uh, if Canada will open up and kind of uh, relax the rules on, on quarantining 14 days when you come in and out of Canada uh, it looks like Vancouver or Toronto could be the other city and I did see a tweet today I I believe the Prime Minister said that uh, they would do everything they could imagine that to accommodate (laughs) hockey uh, if the league does want to play the playoffs in one of those two cities Edmonton is another one that's been mentioned if not 
and if there is going to be a difficulty uh, getting in and out of Canada, then uh, the two cities in the U.S., Los Angeles, and a surprise here, Chicago. Uh, I know the COVID numbers were high in Chicago, but they were talking about uh, just what everything that the city has to offer, and, and they don't believe COVID numbers would be um, you know, a, a problem at that point when they just decide to play. Still, I think Chicago's a long shot, but now they're focusing on the hub cities, and I think we'll get to that bubble talk and, and bubble negotiation here shortly. You know, JR, just talking about the hub cities, obviously, I think it's the worst First kept secret this year is that it's going to be Vegas will be one of those hub cities. Now, when we talk about the second one, you mentioned you know a couple of different options here, and Toronto being one of the options. We're not sure with the Canadian government, but wouldn't it behoove the NHL to make sure that they have an Eastern Standard Time? Hub city, just for the sake of the timing of the games. I mean, I believe I could be wrong, but don't you think the viewership might be affected if you had two uh, two hub cities that are Pacific or Mountain Time, as opposed to your viewers that would be on the East Coast? I would imagine the league's probably going to really try to get something on the East Coast. No, I would think so too. Uh, I guess the only option of those cities that I named would be Toronto, and obviously that's uh, <laughs> you know hockey heaven. So I would think that they do everything they could to make Toronto one of those cities. And you're right. You know, the one thing that, uh, you know, we're not quite there yet, so it's difficult to analyze, is you're talking about 12 teams in one city, you know, playing on that main sheet of ice. You're talking about multiple games. So in terms of, you know, what time the games will be, how many of them uh, per day, you know, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. But you're right, yeah. You know, if you're playing games in Los Angeles, uh, Vancouver, and Vegas, and you're talking about the Toronto crowd watching uh, three hours difference, that could present some problems. I'm sure that they've uh, addressed those already internally. The other thing to think about here uh, is that uh, they want to send the East to uh, a Western city because if you have Vegas, they don't want Vegas playing in Vegas. So uh, you'd have a situation where uh, the West and Vegas could end up going to uh, Vancouver or Edmonton or Toronto. So I, I think mm. they're still laying out all the groundwork for that, but but you're right. That does bring a complication in terms of uh, you know the time difference. I just as a quick follow up, Jared. We got about a minute left here. Why would it matter if Vegas plays in Vegas if there's no crowd? I wouldn't yeah. think that that would be any sort of unfair advantage for them. Yeah, and to me, there there really isn't. I mean, obviously, we've never dealt with anything like this before, so we can't imagine that there's some sort of advantage. But you know, Riv knows. Perhaps it's the boards. Perhaps it's it's sleeping in your own bed. Perhaps there's a a number of things. Initially, that wasn't a concern of the league. They were fine with playing uh, home teams in their home rink. But now it appears that they seem to be going the other direction because uh, that speculation I heard is that uh, they try to put the West. Uh, not in Vegas if Vegas is uh, involved. Interesting. Well, I appreciate their effort, but I think they're overthinking it yeah, a little that, bit too much. I mean, it's to my knowledge, they're even encouraging the the host city to be part of the hub and to quarantine yeah, as well. Yeah, I'd be stunned if they didn't. Otherwise, so, you kind of you, you ignore all the things that you yeah. gain by all of the other teams quarantining by not quarantining the Vegas team. I, Hopefully, I mean, they rethink silly. that one just for practicality reasons. But yeah, maybe maybe they're going a little too far with it. Yep, yep, and all speculation. I mean, this stuff seems to change uh, by the day, as you guys are used to with the other. Oh, no, we're holding here. you to it, Jr. <laughs> we, we're making sure we hold you to it. As we know from baseball's commissioner, what you say one day is certainly not necessarily <laughs> what is going to be the case three days later. Jr., yeah, we, we just. Uh, be on record here today, 100% they will play different teams in different cities. <laughs> we always appreciate the time, JR. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All right, see you guys.